Hello, Cinefans. I'm Kendall Kruver, and this is Watching Classic Movies. My guest is Janie McCurgan, Executive Director of the Jimmy Stewart Museum in Indiana, Pennsylvania. We talked about the long history of this museum that seems humble from the outside, but has an extensive collection within, and a movie theater that shows Stewart films every day. It's a beloved institution in a town that still shows a lot of love for its most famous native. Welcome, Janie. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, now, I know you must really like Jimmy Stewart, but I'd love to know what specifically you like about him. Wow. Um, I'm, growing up, I've always loved his movies. I grew up watching a lot of old movies with my father. Um, so I watched a lot of Jimmy Stewart movies. And um, um, the reason why I like him the most is when I got to know him more outside of his Hollywood persona, he really was as humble and down to earth as he seemed. That was not something he put on in airs. He, um, when he was first approached for about a museum about him, he really said, who's going to want to come see a museum about me? And um, the only reason why he'd agree on two conditions, one, that it be humble in size. He didn't want something really big and grandiose because that just wasn't him. And two, that it be located in the heart of his hometown so it economically benefited the town that he loved so much and grew up in. I love it. So do you have any favorite Jimmy Stewart movies? Is there any way you can decide? Oh, it's it's hard. Of course, yeah. everybody loves It's a Wonderful Life. So I'm tossing that aside because that's everyone's favorite. And it's also mine. I love that movie. But I think um, Harvey has probably got to be my favorite. I just love his, his acting in it. I love the whole story about who's really crazy in this world. Um, yes. Just is so good in that. And uh, so spot on that I think that's my favorite acting. But I still love like the Man Who Shot Liberty Balance and Philadelphia Story and Glenn Miller Story and Mr. Smith Goes Washington. There's so many. And Shop Around the Corner is my little known favorite. I always throw a plug that because it is um, so charming um, with he and Jane Arthur. And it was the precursor to You've Got Mail with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Um, but it's such a charming movie and a lot of people don't know about it. So I always plug that one as well. You know, I, I I tried to answer that question myself and I got completely overwhelmed. There was just so many different genres, so many different sides to him. There's this idea of the kind of doddering Jimmy Stewart that's just a part of the picture. There's so much, you know, he's done. Yeah. Like even that, I, I think it's another thin man. There's just an entirely different side of him there. I mean, it's early in his career, so he hasn't really developed his persona, but. He had guy. a lot of romantic comedies early on, and then he got yeah. into suspense with Alfred Hitchcock and did four films with Hitchcock, and then did a lot of westerns. He did um, just he his variety of films that he did over eighty films is incredible. The kind of range he had. Yeah, there was really he wasn't stereotyped at all the way that one you know no. that people say no. So how did you get involved with the museum? Well, I moved here about um, twenty seven years ago. And um, and I had a marketing background and um, I volunteered, I just decided I'm going to volunteer. I don't know anybody in town and I volunteered for the museum and I helped them with marketing. And then they asked me to be on the board of directors. So I was on the board of directors for about eight years. And then I stopped and had a family and was very busy with them. And then uh, when I got an empty nest, this job came open and I thought, what the heck? I think I could do a lot of good. And uh, it was coming on pilot's 25th anniversary. And uh, during COVID and shutdown, we, we 
painted, we organized, we designed the whole thing and really made it, um, uh, updated it. And uh, I'm really proud of it. It's really come a long way and uh, hopefully will come a long way in the future as well. So what can a visitor expect in coming to the museum? Um, the museum is bigger than you think. From the outside, it's fairly deceiving. We're on the third floor of a building that's a borough building and it also houses our library. But when you get in there, we've got a bunch of different galleries. We have a gallery that is an Indiana gallery, talks about his childhood and his upbringing and his family all the way through going to Princeton. Um, and then it goes into an aviation military gallery where it really discusses his love of aviation and his really heroic World War II service um, where he really didn't have to serve. He kind of got kicked out because he was, didn't weigh enough. And he went back, he got, was drafted, got kicked out, and then he went, like, well, did pass physical. And then he went and re-enlisted because he really wanted to serve. He, he had a long line of people that served in the war, and he really felt like this was his duty during World War II, and it was the most important thing he felt he did in his life. So he, we've got his medals and his uniforms and a lot about his service. We've got a smaller gallery that's a California office, all of his business dealings um, and things from his office. We have his boyhood bedroom with his bed that he slept in as a child, talking about Boy Scouts that he was tied into and how he fell in love with aviation as a boy. And then we have a rotating gallery, and that goes back and forth about three or four times a year um, with a new new exhibit. Like um, a gentleman approached me last year and had all these Grace Kelly costumes, including the famous one from Rear Window, the black and white one. So we and he was really good friends with Grace Kelly and did her eulogy. So we did an exhibit on Grace Kelly, which is a tie up of him. Um, and coming up in this May, we're doing an exhibit. His sister, Mary, was a, a famous artist. And so uh, her sons, Jimmy's nephews, are coming in and bringing a whole exhibit on her artwork and her early sketchings of Jimmy and his sister. Um, all the way through some of her paintings. So that's kind of a cool thing. And of course, at Christmas time, it's always, it's a wonderful life, everything, a whole exhibit on that and a little known behind the scenes facts. And then we have a huge gallery that goes in a circle around our 50 seat theater and it covers all 80 films that he did and his awards from Hollywood. And then in our theater, we show a matinee every day at one. Um, it switches every week to a new Jimmy Stewart movie, except for Christmas time, we show It's a Wonderful Life for about five weeks. Um, and uh, we also can show biographies in there and other things in there as well. So there's a lot, nooks and crannies, and a lot to see when you're there. Has Stuart been to the museum then? It sounds like he gave it his blessing, but... He, he gave us a blessing, and he picked out about 85% of the things that we have there. Obviously, he didn't have 80 movie posters, so we have some <laughs> posters yeah. that we purchased, things like that. But all of his personal items were picked up by him. But at the time, we opened in 1995, he... Um, uh, his wife had passed away, Gloria, love of his life, and he was pretty much a recluse after she passed away. He was devastated and really didn't leave his home much. So um, although he gave it a green light, he sent a letter. Um, I think he's seen it through video, but his daughters came um, to, to the inauguration of the museum, and they've been back many times for a special event. So they're still very involved in the museum. Um, his family as well. Jimmy just wasn't up to, to leaving his home at that time. Oh, yeah, it's understandable. But he does sound like he's there in spirit, you know, yes. at least. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any favorite items in the collection? I do. Um, my favorite one I always point out is this letter from Frank Capra to Jimmy Stewart. And it's about um, 
imagine if we had never made It's a Wonderful Life. It was both their favorite film, and it's just this lovely uh, letter between two friends, and we have it framed, and I always point it out to people, because it's also amongst other letters from presidents, and you know, other, and a lot of people miss it, but it's just the words and the sentiments in it. It's just lovely. And so that's probably my, there's a lot of cool pieces, but that's probably one of my favorite pieces. It's so funny in having these conversations that, um, that people always pick those personal items mm-hmm. because I always have in my mind, oh, it's got to be this amazing costume or prop. But it, it, you do start to understand the the point of these museums in a lot of ways is to show that these are wonderful people and they have personal lives and you know, that's at the root of this glamorous, you know, that we see. So how do visitors to the museum react to being in there? They usually come and are shocked by how much stuff we have in the museum. Yeah. How many artifacts and mementos and pictures and everything. They are just like, wow. I think we exceed expectations because from the outside, it looks like it's a little one-room museum and it really isn't. Um, So they're always... Um, pleasantly surprised and our guest book people are like I'm so glad I came and this was wonderful and I should have given more time to see the museum and and the people that come are true fans we get people from all 50 states and at least nine to ten different countries each year Um, they travel some people travel to America just for that purpose to see the museum which blows my mind and then there's people that dress up in 1940s garb like we had a teenage girl for her birthday who wanted to come to the museum for her birthday, who was from Illinois. So we get a whole plethora of people that show up at the museum and they all have stories and and, and favorite movies. And one gentleman was uh, in the Navy and he went actually in California and knocked on Stuart's door to his home, which we have in the museum. And he said, Stuart opened it up and talked to him, took a picture with him. And he had that picture in his wallet and he saw the door and he just started to cry. He was just overwhelmed. So the stories we hear are just incredible. And all the local people that come in and had met Jimmy or his father or his family. So we get, it's a great place to talk to people. So you do get locals. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I love to hear about the young fans too. There was a little boy, 10 year old boy who came from Pittsburgh and his dad had raised him on, on little, you know, old movies. And he actually came to the museum, wanted to come to the museum, and he ended up saying this was the best day ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was just amazing. So it's nice to see some younger generations wanting to come. And I do see Stuart in particular as being a star that a lot of younger kids would maybe be into because of films like Harvey or, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I think that the longevity for our museum, and we're very lucky, is one that we have It's a Wonderful Life, which is a family tradition in a lot of houses to watch it every Christmas. So if they know any film, it's that. Although he did um, voice a character in Five Heads West, an American tale. He was Sheriff Wiley E. Burp. So it was actually in a cartoon. Um, but And I also think we get that extra... A dimension of his life with the World War II service. We get a lot of veterans that come to and really interested, spend a lot of time in the in the World War II gallery. So yeah, I think he's got a lot more to him than just movie star. Right. So now you're telling me that there's a lot to this collection. How would you recommend a visitor get the most out of a visit? Um, I would say at least it, it depends whether you want to watch a matinee, which is included in the in the mission. So, um, 
and that would be two hours. Most people take anywhere from an hour to two hours um, to go through the museum because there's a lot to read and it depends what kind of museum goer you are. Like my husband reads everything and some people skim and some people read just things that they're interested in. So it really depends on, on what kind of museum goer you are. But we also have a map outside the museum that you can walk around town and see his boyhood home and where he was born and see um, his church and his grandparents' house and um, a World War One memorial his dad put up. And um, there's a lot of little Stuart-esque points from his childhood all throughout the town. And we have his personal airplane at our airport, which is about four miles away from downtown. Um, they were about to trash it in Dallas and they tracked the serial number and realized it was Stuart's personal Cessna 310 airplane called our museum, the Jimmy Stewart Museum, and said, do you want it? And they said, we would love it. So they went down and got it. And over five years, they refurbished it. They um, painted it the exact colors that Stuart had when he went, owned it. And now it's on a pedestal and it rotates in the wind and the propellers go and it lights up. And it's the only air, airport, Jimmy Stewart Airport, whose namesake uh, has on display a plane that's actually flown by the namesake of the airport. So oh, it's kind of cool. Interesting, yeah. So I get the feeling that that the local community is is very much about promoting the memory of Jimmy Stewart. I mean, you're talking about this map that you have, like what are kind of the highlights? Um, we have a Jimmy Stewart statue that's in front of the courthouse, which yeah. is really cool. Um, his voice is on the crosswalk. Now it's not his voice, it's Rich Little. Doing I've Jimmy heard of this. <laughs> but he's like, you know, it's time to cross Philadelphia Street. I can't do it because I don't do a good Jimmy Stewart. But it's kind of cool to hear his voice downtown at the crosswalk. Um, so the statue, his boyhood home is really big, um, the airplane. And then the other things, you can do a walk or a drive around town and hit all these sites. And we have a map that has descriptions and stories about each one. So you can kind of kind of gather. His parents and sister are buried there. His great-grandparents are buried there. So you can actually go to the cemetery. Jimmy and Gloria are buried in California. But... There's a lot of family ties all over um, Indiana. Where he went to school is now a big university, but there's a building where he started off going to school on the campus, and they have a sign there um, denoting it. So there's a lot of points that if you really were into Jimmy Stewart, you could see a lot of stuff outside the museum. I think this building is gone, but is it true that he sent his Oscar to his father at the hardware store that he owned? He did. His dad called him up after he won the Philadelphia Story Oscar and said, I heard you want some plaque or something. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I want an Academy Award. It's a statue. And he goes, well, why don't you put it in a shoebox and send it home, and I'll put it in the window of the hardware store. So he did, and we have a picture of it in the window of the hardware store. So we, we And it stayed there till his father passed away. It stayed in the with a bell jar over it and on a table with all this memorabilia, and we have a photo of it. We have a lot of things from the hardware store, which is a really big deal. Uh, his dad held on to it in case that acting thing didn't work out with Jimmy. So he'd have a fallback. But um, that was a big thing. You could see it from um, our window um, outside across where it used to stand. And we have a lot of pictures of it and memorabilia from the hardware store itself. It's lovely that it's so close. Mm -hmm. So now have other people from his films visited the museum? Yeah, we've had um, a lot of people stop by. We had this was before COVID, but we had, um, and I'd like to restart this again. We had a Harvey Award dinner, and we gave Harvey Awards to his stars um, in the past. It was a statue, and it was a memorabilia. We went over their career, and 
when I was first on the board, it was like June Allison and uh, Janet Lee and Ernest Borgnine. And I'm trying to think of who else we did. Um, Shirley Jones. Um, we did some posthumous people like Grace Kelly and um, Bing Crosby and did his wife, Catherine Crosby, was a movie. Um, Carol Burnett, who was a huge fan of Jimmy Stewart, has been here. Um, trying to think. I uh, On the top of my head, I don't have all the names, but I think we've had about 20 people here. And, and Nick Clooney, uh, George Clooney's dad is now his health isn't great now, but he was a big fan of the museum and would drive up to Kentucky and MC all these oh, events wow. for us. Um, he loves our town and our little museum. Um, so that was fun. Uh, Rich Little is on our advisory board. He's been up many times. Um, he loves it here. So we have a lot of stars that have been here um, or people that have kind of stopped by because they were doing a concert at the local college. Um, Kenny Rogers was here and he actually had a book of photography and had a picture of Jimmy Stewart in this book of photography. And he donated this picture and we got to make a poster of it. He showed up and visited the museum. So we never know who's going to show up uh, at the museum if anyone's near town or in the area. I love it. So what, how have you guys recovered from COVID? Have people been coming back? They have. It was really tough. I took over this job in yeah, I was thinking about late that. summer 2019. Yeah. So not knowing COVID was on the horizon right. and trying to plan for a 25th anniversary of the museum in 2020. <sighs> and so we had closed in February to repaint the whole museum. Um, the Stuart Kids Foundation covered that for us and helped us repaint so we kind of get a new look and we redecorated them, redesigned it and they, it makes so much more sense now. And um, and then as soon as we reopened, COVID hit and we were closed. <laughs> oh, no. And then we reopened and of course it was slow and we were requiring masks and not everybody was comfortable traveling. And of course we have an, an older um, uh, age group that comes to see us. So a lot of those people were traveling. And then they closed us again in December, our busiest season because our state, our numbers went back up. But we, um, that was when we redesigned our website. We really uh, and put our, our online store. We didn't have, before I took over, all our pictures of all our things on store. And so we started selling more things online. Um, we got some PPP loans to keep us afloat. And some area businesses um, went and sponsored galleries for naming rights just to get us going. And it took about two years for us to get back to normal flow of visitors. So. We're very grateful for, and people, we send out a donation letter at the end of the year and we'll send $5 and $10 and right. you know, all that helped, all that helped local people. And, um, and yeah, it was really lovely um, to see a community come together. I saw, I, I, I liken it to uh, George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life when the whole town came together and helped each other out. And not only did people come and donate to us, but they were ordering food takeout and ordering things from stores that were delivered to their door and everybody wanted to keep businesses afloat and help their neighbor. And it was really a lovely time if you're going to see a silver lining in a pandemic. So, I mean, that's lovely. It really does evoke the feeling of that scene. It could, mm -hmm. could hardly yeah. be more perfect. Yeah. yeah. So now that you've got this shiny, freshly painted, <laughs> well-organized museum, what are your hopes for the future of, of the museum? Oh, um, we just redid the, the, um, uh, theater. We had old equipment. It was starting to get scratchy, crackly. So we had a bunch of donors donate a brand new digital laser projector and surround sound speakers and a new screen. So we got that was the last piece of the puzzle that I wanted to do. 
So I really want to get some really exciting rotating exhibits um, so people have a reason to come back um, to see the museum. Um, and also a lot of people come back at Christmas time, which is a really lovely time because our whole town is, it's a wonderful life and we have parades and a huge tree and fire pits and Jimmy Stewart impersonator. And it's a really neat time in our town. Um, and I would like to start the Harvey Award um, again. I have people on my wish list that I'd love to get uh, to come here. And uh, so that would be nice. So that's that's in the future. And just keep updating. And um, every time I have a bad day, I go digging in the archives and find something cool that should be on display. So I'm like, I got to find a place for this. So it's kind of fun to go dig back there. I don't, I don't even know if I've seen everything that we have back there. It's amazing to think that there's still so much to say about this one life. Yeah. Just how, yeah. Just how big it was. You know? He was just so charitable too. A lot of people didn't know. They're like, yeah, he was a movie star, but he donated so much to so many charities and did not want to be recognized. Didn't want his name out there. He did it because it was the right thing to do. And, um, and, and as I came across this, because the Air Force wanted to recognize him for all the good he did in the community as well as, you know, they've already recognized him for his service. And when I did digging, he and Gloria donated to so many causes, not only their money, but their time, and really didn't want to get recognized. And it wasn't until we did some really serious digging that I found out, you know, all that he did. Yeah, yeah. So before I let you go, I just, is there anything else that you really want people to know about this museum and what it has to offer and its mission? I think that we're just trying to continue the legacy of Jimmy Stewart, not only his a Hollywood career, but the way he lived his life. You know, he was all about service. He was humble. He was kind. Um, my favorite story is when his dog, twin daughters um, were going off to college. He invited them into his office setting. You know, I wanted to have a talk and, and, and they thought it was going to be, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Don't get in trouble, get good grades, study hard. And the only sentence he told them was always remember, be nice to people. And that was the only thing he left for that. I mean, he really was a kind soul and there's really no bad stories about him. I mean, yeah, he dated a lot of Hollywood people before he met Gloria, but once he was married, he was so dedicated to her um, and loved her. It was really a neat love story. So it's just, I want to continue the legacy so people know about him and his service and to see some of these beautiful old films and to try and get a younger audience. We're really trying to reach and get uh, lessons in the schools so they can watch a movie and learn something about history. And just so this younger generation um, knows about this man and knows about his films and his life. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I have to add on to that, that um, the website really does offer a lot of information for the music, mm -hmm. including you've got several podcast episodes on there. We do. Just fantastic, yeah. We I, have a gentleman down in Texas who does our podcasts and he, um, so they're great to listen to. We also have blogs on there and all his history and his films, a filmography listed. So there's a lot of information to be had on www.jimmy.org. Yes, I, I definitely recommend it all to check it out because I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time today. I, I am really looking forward to coming to visit the museum someday. You've made it sound absolutely delightful. Yes, yes. Let me know. I'll give you a tour. All right. I look forward to that. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you so much. The Jimmy Stewart Museum is included in my book, The Classic Film Fan USA Travel Guide, 
over 500 attractions for road trips and online exploration. You can find out more at watchingclassicmovies.com, where I'll also post more information about the museum, including a link to its podcast, which I highly recommend. Thank you for listening. This is Kendall Kruver, watching classic movies. Until next time. <laughs>